welcome to episode 112 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing pretty darn good. Better than most, not as good as some. How are you? Ah, uh, slowly but surely, getting better. You know, the, the knee has been a—I don't—it's been a long, a lot longer of a grind than I anticipated. And you know, all the talk, you know, episodes 107 and earlier about how fucking much of a badass I am. I, you know, I guess those were sorely over dramatized. So this is what week five? No, uh, it'll be four weeks Tuesday. So they cut off your leg and put a piece on it and attached it to your lower leg and you're thinking four weeks you should be what tap dancing at least be back to working out doing squats or at least be doing (laughs) doing my regular job yeah but uh yeah it's so those are good expectations to have i'm not saying it's not but you know uh when we did the episode 108 i think it was the root beer episode um i couldn't sit in this normal position and right now i've got both knees bent now, obviously, my right leg, the good one, is tucked in way further. Sure. But I'm gradually trying to move it. During the night, I'm going to have to, you know, get some extension, put mm-hmm. it on the little stool to get it elevated. Right. But I'm trying to get that seated position to try to develop some mobility. In is the, the bending machine still here? Uh, they're picking it up tomorrow, actually. Oh, okay. um, I don't. I haven't used it as much lately because I've been doing so many other things. And I did. I got up to one fifteen. No problem. I, they wanted me up to 125. I probably could have done it, but like I say, the, the last week three, I didn't use it as much because I was going to the office more. So yeah, but yeah, they're picking that up tomorrow between 10:30 and 11:30, I think. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so an interesting episode tonight here on 112. We have a ghost, a porter, and a double IPA. Now, anybody with any talent. Could probably think of a joke to go. A goal supporter and an IP, double IPA walk into a bar. You know, somebody with some <laughs> some talent could snap off a uh, a joke there. Right. But that's not me. That, you know. Otherwise, yeah, I'd be doing stand up. Yeah, right. And I you didn't know, have so. enough time to think about it, so I guess I did because um, I knew what. But yeah, yeah. So for the second straight week, uh, we're kicking it off with something from One Well Microbrewery in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Last week it was. Uh, uh, the old ripped right, mm-hmm. uh, which was a seven percent IPA. Today we've got a tequila barrel aged, only ghost to show. Now, being a tequila barrel aged, I just assumed, but you know what they say about assuming, making ass out of you and me. Yeah, and because yep. I just assumed this was going to be high on the ABV list, you know, sure. aged in tequila, tequila. barrels. So, so I'm thinking Founders, Masagabe, which is right. you know. A ten percent or whatever it is yeah. that I love so much. Yep. So I'm thinking along the same line, but yeah, this is the uh, we started out slow and we build up as the night goes. But this is uh, zero slash NAIBUs and a relatively low four point four for the pot. Dude. We typically four point four is. I'm not saying we haven't went lower than that, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. hey, but hey, if it's got a, I mean. It is wizard approved. It's Bigfoot tested and wizard approved. So hey, if it's oh, got, well, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah if, if it's I got mean, flavor, you know, this, you know, we'll just uh, have to go. Uh, you're using the other glass there, David. Oh, that one. Sorry. Right there. Yep. Sorry. We're, we're matching up my uh, groomsman glass with where Caitlin had her uh, dinner, her reception, the uh, real seafood company. I see. And I've got my groomsman glass. 
So yeah, so a little disappointed with the alcohol ABV. So let's hope it does not disappoint with the flavor, because you know everybody knows how I love my masagave. Mm. You smell the lime for oh, sure. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Whew. Ha, that's lime. <laughs> that woo, that's like a sour patch that, kid. What? So yeah, ah. definitely a ghost sour with the tequila and the oi. Um oi. So well I uh Yeah. Yep, so it's been a while, Dave, but All right, so we were talking about Super Bowl locations, and yes, in, in fact, I was correct. Um, the second week in a row, second year in a row, that the host Super Bowl city has the team that plays its home games there. Technically, Tampa was the road team last year, but hey, it was Tampa Bay's building, right? You know, so we're, we're going to count that. So it went. 54 straight years of not happening, and now it's happening back-to-back weeks. I did say that, so that's not the corrections corner. Um, we haven't had a corrections corner, so I wanted to hold myself a little uh, accountable. To, yeah, accountable, You know, even if I had to tighten the screws a little bit. We were talking about uh, stadiums, and I said, well, the Super Bowl between Cincinnati, San Francisco at Pontiac Silverdome, and then you said Pittsburgh. So I know Pittsburgh's never had one. Because they stay out of cold weather cities, right. unless. And then you know, the one I forgot was, uh, there's two of them. There was if if anybody remembers uh, Super Bowl forty, February fifth, two thousand six. And I I forgot all about because everybody remembers the Silverdome game where the blizzard in San Francisco, yep. Cincinnati. Yep. But um, Super Bowl, uh, what did I say forty? Yeah. That was uh, when Pittsburgh beat Seattle twenty-one to ten at Ford Field. Uh, but again, that that's must have been the, the first year yeah, Ford Field was open. Yeah, one, one, the first or second. Yeah. And now, again, that's an indoor venue, so that's not the mistake, right? Um, but Super Bowl. Uh, let me do my Roman numerals here. Uh, XL, that's 40, 45 for six for seven. Super Bowl forty-eight on February second, two thousand fourteen, was played in. MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey, when Seattle dismantled Peyton Manning, led Denver Broncos 43-8. to Now, um, I, I don't typically know what the average temperature in New York is for February, but I, oh, you got to consider that a cold one. Yeah. So, so they have had one Super Bowl Outdoor. outdoors in a cold-weather city. So... And then the first Super Bowl was at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, which is also the uh, clash at the Coliseum. First time NASCAR's ever been there. And another, you are an idiot. For whatever reason, yeah. I was always thinking the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum and the Rose Bowl were the same thing. <laughs> but they're two different. I mean, one's in Los Angeles and yeah. one's in Pasadena. Right. So I don't know why I had a brain fart on that. So eh, they kind of look similar. Sort of, kind of, not really, except for the Coliseum has the the arches and stuff at the one end. Yeah, and it's a quarter mile track. This determines, I believe, the race the the racing order of the Daytona 500, which is two weeks from today. Interesting camera angles. Yeah, it's from, kind of from fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering. 
although you know while we're recording this we probably won't pay too much attention but as small as this track is i wonder how if it'll end up actually being somewhat boring because it doesn't look like there's a lot of room to pass no uh and no. obviously you're not going to be able to go balls out on it because you know it's a right. quarter mile track so yeah you know. well i guess you're waiting in the straightaway is certainly not long enough to try to get by somebody right. um, you just i guess you're just waiting for somebody to make a mistake somebody True. to go wide on a turn or you know to to lose it a little bit um or your car not to run well like look at this gap how did that i don't know but those of you that might be watching it, uh, or might be watching it, might have watched it, um, and are listening to this right now, uh, you can give your opinions at FFAE. The Twitter? Oh, That's no. E-Pod, E-Pod FFA. And then the email address, or the shit, never mind, you do it. Oh, yeah, reach, you're talking about how they can reach you, get a hold yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah at yeah. E-Pod FFA on Twitter, and... To be honest with you, I don't know the email address. So, uh, or <laughs> FFAE uh, at Gmail? FFAE at gmail.com, yeah. All right. And then uh, find us on Facebook. Post, like, share your thoughts, quibbles, antidotes, whatnot. We're out there. We do have other jobs, so if we don't get right back to you, send it again. We'll eventually. We're not ignoring you. We're just busy men. How was your week, Dave? It was pretty good. How was yours? I know the it, it ended up on Saturday. Um, I lost my uh, Horrocks virginity. That must be that's memorable for any man's <laughs> life, isn't it? <laughs> so Horrocks is the is the. I, I'm just gonna say it. It's it, you know some people take a negative connotation to it, but it's almost it's the flea market esque. Grocery, produce, candy, beer, junk, wine, beer and wine, yard, yard stuff, pet food. I mean, they've got to have like two acres on the corner of uh, uh, what is it? West. This, not, let's say it was Saginaw. West Saginaw, yeah, yeah West Saginaw and Lansing. There, um, ninety exit ninety three. They had an ice bar, you know, music yep. and drinks and stuff like that. So. Uh, yeah, you've been talking about it forever. You know, Liz has been stopping by and getting beer. So, uh, and the first tasting, by the way, we, we purchased from Horrocks last night. The first tasting, and I believe the second tasting Liz got on a previous trip. And actually, hey, all three of these are Horrocks purchased. So, so yeah, but it was great. But uh, what was the first one we started off with yesterday? Lava. Yeah, chocolate okay. cake. Lava chocolate cake. Lava chocolate cake, and it was a. 11 percenter 15 percent no it wasn't 15 it was 11 it was 11 and they gave it to us in a snifter yeah for nine bucks a piece but anytime what the hell is this what's a a snifter is that a word they made up for a little teeny glass for a lot of money and it's fancy you know because you don't want to you don't want to sell it to people that way hey little tiny glass for a lot of money so if you're drinking out and i'm sure it's snifter it's not sifter it's snifter yeah but that just sound that sounds like you're rich, like you know, you're eating caviar with and have a snifter of uh, yeah, uh, bourbon. Yeah, it was from um, Roke, uh, the brewery in Royal okay. Oak, Michigan. Yeah, Roke Brewing, chocolate lava cake, something. It got cut off. Yeah, but it's snifter, 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 yeah. a snifter for six bucks. Yeah, I think it was nine bucks. Uh. Yeah, I know it was nine bucks because this 
Well, then that dude got... You're, you're going to have a bigger fuck you than you had planned because there's the... I took a picture of the board here. That's the second one down, right? $6 for the snifter. Huh. Well, I read it as $9, but... Well, the one above it's 9 bucks, but that's a pint. The one yeah. below it is a... I don't remember what he charged me, so that won't affect my fuck you, but I... <laughs> That's actually not a bad price then. Six dollars for a ten percenter. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. But the combination of the beers we had. Um... Well, the second one was a uh, Founders IPA, which was a ten percent. What was that called? Mars. Mars. I actually, that, I really enjoyed Founders Mars. Um, was it Founders or Bell's? No, Bell's. I, why do I mix Founders I don't know. and Bell's up all? I time? don't know. But you did that yesterday yeah, too. So, so Bell's Mars. The Mars. Yes. Yeah. And so, that was, uh, yep, that was a 10.1 Imperial yeah. IPA. But that combination, I'm telling you what, I, um, and then the third one that we had, oh, I had a, I had a strawberry blonde or something in the ice bar. And I had the, uh, the poet. Yep. Yeah. And then when we went to Frank's. Cause when you went to, uh, the strawberry blonde, he, when I, cause I actually, you bought the the, the second round inside. I that's a the, drink, by the way, Shelly. That's not a. Uh, well, and you bought the you, you bought the <laughs> second round inside. I bought the round in the ice bar, and I got the poet. You got the strawberry blonde, and with my receipt, because I paid for it. I don't have a debit card. I used my Discover with my receipt. Um, he gave me a tampon to give to you <laughs> for, for drinking the strawberry blonde. <laughs> Uh, but then for dinner, I had the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Vanilla. And what did I refer to that? That was my second beer because I started. Right. I started with Hop Slam, right? Yeah, Hop Slam. Yeah. Oh, and Hop Slam is. I had that. I had one of those Thursday night at Timbers, and one of them last night. And that fucker is legit. Yeah, That's right. straight up legit. A wrecker. I mean, you drink too many hot uh, hot slams and you're right. out. Yeah. Um, and then, then I switched over to that, the Kentucky Vanilla, and how did I refer to that? Sensual. Sensual. That you, is a sensual tasting beer, and we all never, looked at you like, what in the Because hell? vanilla is erotic, in my opinion. If you <laughs> smell or taste vanilla, it gets movement <laughs> you, you know you know like you're like uh costanza i'm glad you didn't say that last night at the table like costanza said to uh, i don't even know if i'm glad you said it here like costanza said to jerry after getting a massage by the man he said i think it moved <laughs> he said what do you mean it moved <laughs> uh but yeah so no but just like our waitress and we never did ask what the cut on her eyebrow was I think, there it, was I, think a it lot. Meant, I think it meant she killed somebody, but she had perfume on that was as seductive and as sultry as the Kentucky Vanilla Porter. All right, or not Porter Bourbon Bear, whatever it was. But that yeah. that I mean, the vanilla was it was absolutely the same people right. that brought bring us our Kentucky peppermint right. that we have are raved about. Yeah, our top three. Um, happy belated birthday to Nick Witzke, by the way. He, he turned. Uh, I think Facebook said it was 37 yesterday. So, happy and birthday. I, did, I did wish him happy birthday via Facebook. All right. And I'm wishing him happy birthday here today. I'm so. glad you remembered that. Me too. Yeah. So, happy birthday, Nick. Yeah. So, we had the central. So, that combination, for whatever reason, 3 30 in the morning was one of those I wake up and all of a sudden, don't. And I'm doing the penguin to the bathroom because I'm telling you what, 
that combination cleared me out quicker than one of them spicy burritos with extra guacamole sauce. What movie line? Um, Major Pain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got it. And, and I believe and, it, well, the only I remember it because I, it's still emblazoned into my head when I'm... Fuck, this is probably episode 15. So almost 100 episodes ago where on a desert island you got a meal. I think it was a song, a meal, and a movie. And your fucking movie was Major Pain. You gave that line and, and it's, it's still just burning a hole in my brain. <laughs> That, you know, That's on the, the desert movie. island, we're going to watch Major Pain over. Because, you know, more than likely, I'm running right into the water just to drown. But, uh, so, yeah, so that's why I remember that. And I tell you what, on Tuesday when they give the Oscar nominations, Damon Wayans better finally get his nomination for that movie, damn it. Because, I mean, I'm telling you what, if he doesn't, that'll be the crime of all crimes. From the, the Academy, they, they're all dead to me. If, if Damon Wayans doesn't get... A nomination for best actor for major pain. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll never watch another movie again. Wow. I was gonna say I, I'll I'll support you on that cause, and I'll say I'll never watch another Oscar <laughs> ceremony presentation again. Okay. Because that'll be easy for me to do. <laughs> right. Um. Speaking of watching, what where are we at? What did you watch this week? All right. So I caught up on my 1883. I want to do because I'm caught up on Yellowstone. Uh, might as well go back and, and see the, the prequel. Um, uh, uh, Sam Elliott does a phenomenal job. I don't know. I'm not going to say 1883 is as good as Yellowstone. There's a lot of scene setting and plot setting. And just basically, if I, I think they're trying to give everybody a sense of what it was like to try to you know go across you know the country at that point. Um, it was almost like, uh, uh, just with, you know, I, I guess as, as soon as you crossed, either you went North of Texas or you crossed the Mississippi, basically there's all kinds of people and things that want to kill you until you got to the West coast in a nutshell. Right. Yeah. So. I, I, I've still, I have still haven't tapped into that nor, uh, Ozarks. All right. Um, Ozark, Ozark is good. It's going to get to the point though where if they go another season and it's just like, do you, you think know, Marty do Burton they, do, they, wife, do they leave it where it looks like there will be another season or well, does it look remember, like... they only put out the first half. Oh, that's right, that's right. You were they saying, only put yeah. out the first half of this season, so you know we'll see. I mean, how much trouble it's just been for three and a half seasons of just getting in trouble with the cartels and you know it's drug money here, this plot there, you know. Oh my God! It looks like it looks like we're out of the woods. Oh, well, Sons of Anarchy did it for seven. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Sa- yeah, same kind of storyline, kind of stuff. But it's good. Jason Bateman's good. Um, anything else? Where now the oh, Bobo Fed is that a? The, are you watching? Is that a week to week? Yeah, that's that... a Wednesday. Yeah, okay. it's kind of it's got mixed reviews. I mean, if you're a sci-fi person, if you're a Star Wars person, you like it. Um, but uh, now that they brought the Mandalorian back into the fold into Boba Fett, a lot of people are like saying that you know Boba Fett wouldn't stand on its own if it wasn't for the Mandalorian. So it's kind of like become the Mandalorian too. So whatever, right. I don't know. It's it's a good escape because I'm a sci-fi geek, Star Wars person-ish kind of sorter. And I am not, so that I probably yeah. will not. Yeah. 
you know, and I like like the listeners know the last three or four weeks. I mean, I watch so much TV. I mean, I <laughs> Thursday night, Liz and I we sat and listened to Spotify. And the guy just said, "You know, I, I don't want to even turn the TV on. There's nothing for me to. I, I'm TV'd out. Right. I didn't think I'd ever hear myself say that. But yeah. it's like, were you uh, trying to were you trying to find any Joni Mitchell songs they forgot to take off of? No, there or any? not at all. But I did. I like we did last <laughs> night on the way home from uh, Lansing. We did listen to my funeral song. It, 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 oh, it, yeah. it is a legit setup. I, I think I've got good flow in my funeral. Cause, uh, right. Uh, for new listeners to the show, I want to say if you go back, Mike's Death March is what the episode is called. If you scroll through the episodes, oh, fuck, I don't, even, I don't even know what number it would be. But if it, Mike's Funeral Songs or Mike's Death right. March or whatever yeah. it was called, um, I've, I've got it laid out. You know, there's specific instructions, you know. Even to the point where you're telling I, us, I, I okay, have, okay, this is where I'm being lowered into right, the yeah, whole. Right, yeah, yeah. They've got to the be played. They've got to be played. The right, they've got to be played at the right times of the. And like my mom, she's all worried because well, you you can't be buried in a Catholic church with songs like this. And then I've got my wife saying, "Well, it doesn't matter because I'm burning you anyway." So <laughs> she, that's <laughs> you, a fact. You know, she so, did say that. I mean. So, I mean, I've got to find somebody who, you know, I'm going to be able to give, like, a blood oath to and say, hey, you've got to make sure this is all I care about. You know, do whatever you want to do with me. Although, I guess you could still cremate me and then have one of those right-to-life things and and still follow the procedure, although the sure. ashes in the ground. Although, I think people do bury ashes. I don't know if everybody does, but I think you can. Yeah, anyway, yeah let's hope that's not for another at least 40 minutes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got to finish the pod first. Yeah, we yeah so yeah because that might be good for ratings. So if, if I die in oh, forty yeah. minutes, oh, yeah. I mean you could release that. Hey, like, a, like a painter, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it'll be worth more because you'll never get like. <laughs> and uh, speaking of past episodes, uh, Mike Klein, one of our guests from at Destination Bourbon, he sent me on his timeline. He's got a picture of me on his couch, passed out because that was. It's amazing that was over a year ago because that was January thirty first yeah. of twenty one. Yeah, and he said because it, it, it says your timeline a year ago this week, and it was and it's like I cannot believe that was already over a year ago. We're having too much fun. Time's flying. Time is flying. Um. So now, and you, so you said you'd watch episode one of Billions. Yeah. But now Amazon Prime kind of. Cut oh, you oh, yeah. off like a drug dealer, you know. Give you that. First so are you are you gonna then. are you gonna hard stance him and say, "Well, fuck you," then I'll just wait till it comes out on whatever other format, or are you gonna? Mike, I've got so many. I've got so many subscriptions right now. I so don't do know I, what the hell. Yeah, I'm, that's I got rid I'm of Charter to... to save money, but now it's just like. And actually, speaking of Mike Klein again, he even brought that up again. Brought it up again. He had brought it up when he not when he we were on his when he was on ours at the cell studio. Right. He said, "Well, that's what it is." Like now, everybody gets rid of. Cable, because, oh, the cable bill's outrageous. I'm going to save money. And you save money originally, but then you, you know, $9.99 for HBO Max, $13.99 for Netflix, $8.99 for Amazon. My prices are off a little bit here, but you get the point. Yep. And then $6.99 for the Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus package. No, that's $13.99 too. And so now, yeah, so now all of a sudden you start doing the math. It's like, okay, I was paying 100 for cable, and now I've got 10 apps at $10 a piece. Hey, I'm at a push right now, so. <laughs> but... So yeah, I no, I'm not I'm not going with Showtime cuz that's where billions is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. At least I don't think I will in the next 24 hours. Um 
Well, Liz and I just watched episode three today. If you don't have Prime, it's probably not available for another hour or two on Showtime. But being a, a Prime member... Oh, shit. She's probably going to subscribe while I'm not there, while I'm at the North Studio. She might. Who? You're talking Shelly. Right? Yeah. I was going to say, because Liz and I already subscribed. So. But we just watched episode three this morning, and I hate Chuck Rhodes. And I hate his flunky. I want to punch her fucking teeth every time I see because she always looks at her, her, so, her eyes are as big as soccer balls and she always has her lip got a sweet keister on her I'll give her that but um did you see her like, like sparring you wouldn't you yeah, wouldn't even yeah. get close plus oh, she's no, probably yeah. got a little bit of reach on you yeah Mike. that's fine that uh, that's fine but her, her stupid look on her face I hate her character and I can't even remember her character's name that's how much I hate her <laughs> Steric, well, Steric. I, I don't know, but she's got Chuck that. Rhodes is she's a got that. Ass. You're stupid. I'm smarter than you. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. You know, she always. I don't think she has buck teeth, but the way she always looks, it looks like she has buck teeth. And. But she's an attorney that works for the U.S. government, so right. she's got to kind of have a little bit of edge. But she does have an edge, but that doesn't mean I have to like her. I don't like her at all. <laughs> and Chuck Rhodes is a bigger asshole now than he was to Bobby Axelrod. So I'm all in on M. P.C. Michael Prince Capital. I think that's. What, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's C. Michael Prince. I think so. MP, MPI or MPC. Yeah. And it looks like they're they're, they're keeping wags involved. Um, Billions is slowly becoming one of my all time favorite series of the you know of right. the of the pay yeah. series. That first episode was going too slow until Wags. Yeah. Brings every brings yep. his counterpart into the office. And basically shows them all up and says, here's why you need me. Right. Because he knows all of those people intimately and what makes them tick and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I thought that was like, all right, here we go. Yep. You know, we're starting to get back because Wags kind of had one of his moments. And then at the very end, I kind of saw a glimpse of hope that I would still probably try to watch it uh, when uh, Mike Prince kind of did his things. And I won't do a spoiler alert, but... Um, does something a little unorthodox, you know, with the right. com- with the yep. company. Yep. That you know, kind of gets everybody um, buying in. So yeah, so billions. Highly recommend. I'm sure at Grandpa Blackhawk's not going to run right out and purchase Showtime and or um, <laughs> no. Prime because <laughs> not likely. This 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 is his least favorite part of the pod. <laughs> Which, by the way, the last episode of Spittin' Chicklets, hopefully at Blackhawk Larry stopped listening the last seven or eight minutes because that's all they fucking talked about is what they've been watching. And he might, and he'll say to me, well, you know, the seven or eight minutes is a lot different than the 15, 20 minutes you do, you and Dave do. It's like, but, you know, Paul, uh, the Rear Admiral, and uh, Ryan, they're busier. Fuck, they were in Las Vegas at a uh, street hockey slash uh, ball hockey tournament. You know, so they can't watch as much as you know. We're, you right. and I aren't as big and no. bad as spitting chicklets. Anyway. But so, you can be damn sure they were listening to our pod and said, well, if Mike and Dave are doing it, we better at least dedicate seven to eight minutes at the end of ours. Exactly. Um, New Girl, Liz and I continue to watch that. Um, that that's actually a hilarious show. And the, the girl from Zoe, Zoe or Zoe, her first name, mm-hmm. she's a blonde and elf brunette yeah in this one smoke uh, unmitigated smoke show and i've been watching the olympics i've told at the fish man eight 
it's a mental block to me. Even if I don't know the outcome of the, I do not like watching tape delay shit because I know I could just go to Google or, or not even Google, you know, ESPN.com. Oh, um, Canada wins this mixed curling thing. Why am I bothering watching it now? I already know who won. Hell, you can go to YouTube. Yeah. And watch it before you can watch it on TV. Right. So I always pay attention to now, for instance, like the U.S. women um, hockey. hockey. Yeah. They play tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. our time, which would be 12, 10 p.m. Tuesday. So just afternoon, Tuesday, Beijing time. Because they're 13 hours ahead of us. That was pretty good, Mike. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the one note... it. it I, I, I was going to put it in a fuck you segment tonight, but we've had too many COVID-related fuck yous over the last 80 episodes. It's just comical. And I, I appreciate the, you know, you, the last thing you want to do is train your whole life for something and have a stupid test come up positive or, and you can't even, you don't even get your three minutes of right. fame on a ski jump, which why, why you wouldn't be able to ski jump as testing positive. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fucking flying in the air around nobody. But anyway, that's a different story. But I thought the, it was the funniest fucking thing. I'm watching, um, it was live by the way. So it was almost midnight Beijing time, but it was, you know, 10 a.m. our time, and the U.S. women are just putting a beat down on the Swiss. Right. Uh, they won 8 nothing. At the time, it was 6 nothing, And a, a U.S. player, and it was live TV on Peacock, so she yelled, she dropped an F-bomb in the uh, penalty box at the ref. So I, I appreciated that because, hey, who doesn't like a good swear word? But um, anyway, I digress. The funny thing about it was they, they wanted to review it. I didn't even think it was fucking penalty. I didn't know you couldn't check in Olympic women's hockey. No. But apparently you can't. You can't check in men's oh, Olympic hockey. Oh, you can't either? No. Oh, well, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I didn't, they, what they were reviewing to see if they, she was a headshot. And I'm like, fuck, I don't even think it's a penalty. How much, how can you give her more than that? So anyway, long story short, which at this point is impossible, referees on the ice, no mask. You know, skating around, calling the game. Right. So, they go, they want to review it. It takes them 20 seconds each because they got to go into the where the cameras are set so they can review the play. They have to open a brand new pack for a mask, put the mask on. They spend one minute, not even talking to each other, one minute watching the play. They come out, they, they take their mask off, come out, stand next to each other at center ice after further review. So, now they're talking with no mask on. And after further review, no no contact to that two minute minor because she could have ended up getting a five or a ten, but it, they just stuck with the two minute was called on the ice, which was rightly so because I didn't think it should have been two minutes. But my point is, so they can talk to each other on the ice with no mask because I'm sure like the officials are like the players they've got. I'm sure they're tested daily or every other day or I don't know how often the testing occurs. But, right. And and you want to make sure everybody gets through this. It's not disqualifying. You know, so I, I get that. I'm not even criticizing that. But it's like, okay, so on the ice, you're talking next to each other. Two minutes, roughing. But to go watch a video, you have to put your mask on when you're not even saying anything to either one. You, you've already been tested. You know you're both negative. Otherwise, you wouldn't be allowed to re- referee the game. You're on the ice talking to each other without a mask. 
but yet you got to go to watch the video. You have to put your mask on. I just thought that was just stupid. And then finally, before we rate only ghosts to show, Murderville. Have you watched any episodes yet or not? I have not gotten to it yet. It's a Netflix. It looks like six. It. I I watched episode one with. Who did I tell you with the 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 talk show host that I own? Oh, Conan O'Brien. Yep, Conan O'Brien's episode one. Marshawn Lynch's episode two. And I what I said to you is if if you like a twenty seven minute Saturday Night Live skit, or if you're a fan of McGruber, which I did end up finishing that season. The humor is just so juvenilely mundane and stupid. It actually is funny if you have that type of sense of humor. Right. I watched episode one and it, it was it's watchable. It's not great. It, like I say, it's stupid humor. And like I was telling you last night, uh, when uh, Conan O'Brien, you could. It's not part of the script. You could see he just couldn't stop laughing because the the star of the show just oversold his acting and Conan O'Brien just laughing his ass off. And they just left it in there because that's the yeah. type of humor. Yeah. That's the type of series it is. But It's so, almost kind of like The Office where, you know, every time, once in a while, it would, you know, one of the, Steve Carell or somebody would look at the camera yeah. and oh, yeah. kind of have yeah. like a, a, a sincere reaction yeah. to whatever was going on kind of a thing. But you, <laughs> you said you were interested in watching the Marshawn Lynch episode that looks like that could be yeah. pretty funny yeah for marshawn lynch because who you didn't his entire career you heard very little from him because he didn't speak yeah just that was his stance and then, you know <laughs> right you know and then the the, the interviews were the joke like I, i'm here because i gotta be here <laughs> so um all right well what do you say we rate tequila barrel age only ghost to show from one well microbrewery um Enjoyable. I, I would legit consider this a lawnmower beer. Agreed. The lime flavors settled down as the pint went on. And also agree. But I'm going to, because of the 4.4, I'm going to use a little uh, prejudiceness and going to give this a, one, a 315. Got mine down already. All right. So um, I agree with everything you said. Uh, can't explain it any better. So I went with 3.0. So if there would have been a little more bite to it, I probably would have liked it more. Did have flavor. So I went 315. You went three. And as been, as been the norm lately, other than episode 111, but previous pods, uh, 2.5 thousand check-ins. Fine folks at Untapped had it at 3.83. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't wow. Think, yeah. I don't think there was enough bang for the buck to uh get yeah. that close to a four. Speaking, as ice as ice cube comes down and is getting the crowd erupted here. <laughs> that fan's happy about it. So uh and yeah, for at least you know, and, and you go to Horrocks, you're gonna because of the atmosphere and everything like that, you're you know, you're gonna pay a little bit more, but at five ninety nine a can for a pint. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, that's like you said, not enough bang for your buck. All right, David. Well, our second tasting, again, purchased from Horrocks, but not last night. This was from an earlier trip that Liz had made. 
we have Birch Bark Porter from Kickstand Brewing Company in Commerce, Michigan. I think I've, I think we've had something from Commerce before because I thought you knew where it was because I've never even heard of Commerce, much less know where it's at. Yeah, it's just uh, north of Detroit. Okay, so 6.1, 27 IBUs. Brewed with seven different specialty malts, this porter is rich with notes of fresh roasted coffee and decadent chocolate. Oh. Yeah, it sounds very tasty. <clears throat> so, sounds sensual, Mike. I don't, it's not going to be as sensual as the vanilla. <laughs> there's no way. So, And we each got the old not-a-big-deal glass. Yep, the dark pour. Typical porter. Whoa. Not heavy notes. No, not heavy notes at all. I got to be careful on the cheer because I poured that right to the brim. Perfect pour, but right to the brim. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. All right. I'm missing the, the, on the first pull, I'm missing the uh, fresh roasted coffee. I'm getting the chocolate. I'm getting your standard porter. Yep. And hmm. as a coffee drinker, maybe I, maybe I'm just being too hard on it because it's very said, no, it's very faint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So very faint. Very very faint. Um, sports. Well, we've already mentioned that what we have on the screen here at the North Studio is the Bush Clash at the Coliseum. Coliseum. And Ice Cube, just hey, he brought many, many people together as he went with, uh, you know, some of the classics. Yes, a couple of his classics. He, he had the crowd involved, which, you know, um, rap and NASCAR typically don't go hand in hand. But I mean, he even ended, hey, one, you know, one you, nation, one nation united. It's fancy to be getting into it, but hey, sunshine, sporting event, alcohol. You know, what more really can you ask for? No, no. It actually it looks like a good time. But we were just wondering, like, and again, by the time you guys are listening to this, maybe it'll be out there. Um, it, I didn't read about this beforehand, so wondering what happened to the race. Do well, I, 75 to go, so they must be possibly because of new track. They wanted to make sure safety things were in order, and they had to do something with the track because it's a 150-lap race, and there's 75 to go. Halfway. So at the halfway point, they must have shut her down. Because if I'm not mistaken, there's two races, right? Oh, I didn't know. I think there's two. I mean, that's the way the day, the, the 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 Bush Clash at Daytona, the week okay. before Daytona used to run. You you'd have one race, and then the two winner. You know, right. So I think. I mean, there so were a couple. Seven, there yeah, were a couple cars that spun out, so maybe they had to do something to the track. And there's 75 laps to go in the first race, and I, I'm almost positive there because there's only there was only 23 cars in it, and Daytona will have a 43 car field. Okay, you couldn't put 43 cars on a quarter mile track. Fuck you, you'd be bumper to bumper first to last. <laughs> right. So, um, but hey, hats off to NASCAR. Oh, I mean, there's a bump. Hats off to NASCAR trying to make it work something different. I mean, yeah. this is. You know, the home of the very first ever Super Bowl, as we mentioned, and now they're fucking racing cars around it. So, and it's, it's, not, it's not sold out, but there's a good crowd here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's full. 
Yeah, yeah I, there was a ticket to be had. So I mean, I don't, not, I don't, I don't think scal- crammed, Yeah, I don't think scalpers were getting a hundred thousand dollars per ticket because there are seats available. But there's a good crowd here for right. what what amounts to a meaningless race. I mean, because you could at Daytona, you could start thirty sixth and win the race. Yeah. So I mean, the position at Daytona is really irrelevant. Well, it's not irrelevant, but you know what I'm saying. Um. I wonder if that's a little fatiguing on the drivers, too, because even like right now, uh, even if you guys aren't watching it um, at home, it's they're they're pretty much driving in a constant in a in a in a perpetual circle. So, I mean, I wonder if that's just extra rigorous on the muscles. I don't know what a NASCAR driver goes. Well, yeah, because you got to. But but now what everybody's actually wondering is fatiguing actually a word. I just made it one. <laughs> you know, but I think we got your point, but I, I, I was taken aback because I was like, fatiguing? I'm like, fatiguing? What is he talking about? Are, are they wearing camouflage? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, without the NFL, the, the Pro Bowl was played today. Oh, it was? Yep. And okay. I I know the AFC took a 7 nothing lead, and that's the last I I think out. I saw a score 28 to 30 something i don't know all right so you can while look you, it up. yeah i'm gonna look it up while you what's any i mean what sports were out there this last week pga okay pebble beach at&t pebble beach pro-am which typically uh i just looked into it i didn't watch a whole lot of it but when i looked at a leaderboard something was amiss basically most of the top 50 golfers in the world were not there which is weird because usually the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am is, you know, celebrities and all the pros, and it's usually a beautiful day, um, you know, on the ocean. They usually just have most of the coverage on Pebble Beach. I didn't, I mean, you had Spieth, you had Berger, you had Fitzpatrick. Um, who else? I, I think those are three of the top 25 players, so I just started doing a little digging, and apparently... Uh, 21 out of the top 50, they're in Saudi Arabia playing at the Saudi Arabia Invitational, which is an unsanctioned event. It's not part of any tour or anything like that. So what that leads me to believe is a lot of these people are getting a pretty good paycheck just showing up. Yes. So they're probably going to make multiples more than they would have if they would have played at Pebble Beach. If, you know, it's going to take them away from... You know, the fans at Pebble Beach, there you know, probably could be a few raised eyebrows. But then doing a little further digging, um, you know, your Bryson DeChambeau, your Tony Finau's, your uh, who else? Um, Xander Shoffley. I don't know if I said Xander. Uh, Dustin Johnson's. You know, they're all over there. And Who's the guy that uh, there, there's a stipulation. DeChambeau has a beef with? Um. Oh, um. Oh no! Come on, man. Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll think. We we'll go on. Continue the story. So, um, I think it starts with a K. Yeah, he might be over there too. But, um, but no. Apparently, there was a little, a little negotiating, and the PGA said, "Hey, you guys can go over there as long as you're." What, what was the quote? Let me look at here. I, I think I wrote it down in my notes. Um, stipulation: They have to come back to Pebble Beach, quote, in the near future, and so. Tony Finau said, you know, Pebble's a special place. I'll be back for sure. Uh, I think there was one other pro. I can't remember who it was that was kind of like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, kind of beating around the bush. Was well, the Saudi Arabia going to be the 
same week as Pebble Beach every year? I don't know. It, it, possibly mm-hmm. the way that it sounded. But if you know, if you're getting paid five million dollars just to show up, so you know that might. <laughs> I can make half of my yearly purse. Well, I didn't see anything on the TV, so I I think even though the Saudis typically have money, yeah, uh, I I didn't see that I didn't see that on TV anywhere. Like I said, it, it's not a sanctioned um, right. So at some event. point, does the money run out? I mean, because I was actually in, only I'll when the oil on, does. I'll touch on it a little later, but I actually was watching the. Um, the one at Pebble, uh, Pebble sure. Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, I'm, if you're asking me, does the money run out, run out for this the Saudi Arabia Invitational? As long as the sheiks and whoever else is back in that thing has money, then I doubt it. But we'll see. You know what I mean? At some point, though, I, I think that would be kind of a black eye if, you know, the Americans yeah. on the PGA Tour kept going over there instead of, you know, something that's time-honored tradition. I'm not saying it's the Masters or anything, but the Pebble Beach Pro Am is usually kind of like a kickoff to the to the golf year, right? Um, and as you were discussing golf, I did look it up. The AFC beat the NFC 41-35. Justin Herbert and Max Crosby were MVPs of the game. So sweet. What so, do they get for that? I'm sure they probably got a uh, truck. Probably oh. they, they probably got a truck. Okay. Although, the, actually, there was a lot of money donated to charities. The defensive MVP, $20,000 went to whatever charity. Offensive MVP, first touchdown, blah, 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 blah. So, so it, it raised good, good, money. Good. And, but I just didn't watch it because it's like, why? Who cares? Well, it's kind of like the NBA All-Star Weekend. It's There's no defense optional. Right. Actually, that, de- actually, it's defense is, is discouraged. Exactly. As just like it is in the NHL. I do kind of like the NHL's format, which was yesterday. They put, you know, it's a semifinals. It's a shortened game. And it's this division versus this division in one semifinal. And then the other, the two other divisions in the other semifinal. And then the winners meet. And that happened last night. But, again, it's like it's unless you're there or, you know, you're part of it, you know, I, I would imagine it's an honor as a player. It's like, yeah. hey, that means yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. you know. Right, but as a fan to watch it, I mean, it's like you know. Now the skills, the, game, the NHL skills competition looked pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, any, you know, I actually, I actually always enjoyed. Not so much lately because they've actually, I don't even know if they've did it every year, but like I always enjoyed the NBA three point slam dunk contest way, way more than the game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, do, do, do. Huh. I don't know. I guess the elephant in the room is the, the NFL and the the coaching, um, the Rooney rule yep. and uh, Brian Flores' um, his, uh, lawsuit, class action lawsuit. So you and I, how many pods ago, two or three pods ago, when we were talking about the coaching carousel and, you know, you know what? What would you think, or who would you hope uh, would be coaching the Chicago Bears next year? And Brian Flores was on your list. Yes, right. So because nobody can figure out why he got fired from Miami, and now he's saying actually they told him they'd give him a hundred thousand dollars for every loss. But I think it's the funniest thing of this whole thing is allegedly it basically comes out because of a text from Bill Belichick, right? Texting the wrong Brian. Right. 
Brian Dable was named the New York Giants head coach. Brian Flores, Brian Flores had a Flores, 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 Correct. Flores. Flores had an interview scheduled for Thursday, and Bill Belichick on Tuesday texted him to congratulate him. And like Brian Flores is like, oh, geez, I hope you're right. You know, I'm, I, I think I got a shot. You know, whatever. And then it dawned on Brian Flores is like. Are you talking to? Are you texting Brian Dable or Brian Flores? And then Bill Belichick. Oh fuck! I misread the text. Sorry about that. Which puts a, a black eye on the Rooney Rule because they had already named Bill Belichick had heard that they had already named Brian Dable as the head coach right on Monday or Tuesday, and to satisfy the Rooney Rule, Brian Flores was supposed to interview on Thursday. So why would you interview somebody if you've already filled the position? Yeah. Which kind of makes a mockery out of the. Uh, Rooney rule, but what is interesting is it'll be is whether or not Brian Flores can actually bring a lawsuit because most I read this that even though it's not a hundred percent guarantee, most contracts between a team and a, a coach coaches says. You know, we reserve the right to fire you. If for any reason you don't agree with this, it will be handled through arbitration. Correct. So now it's the, so if that if you sign that agreement, mm-hmm. he you can't really sue anybody because his agreement is now he can go to arbitration and say, I didn't. I, right. You know, you fired me for why did you fire me and you offered me so his he'll actually have an arbitration case with the Dolphins. I don't know how he can sue the NFL because he if his contract is like most because that's what the one you know the one reporter was. Well, I don't know if I can speak for every single solitary contract ever signed, but most contracts yep. is in the agreement that right. hey, this you know if you feel unjust for this that or that. The other reason, it will go to arbitration. Correct. So yep. it'll be interesting if he can even actually sue anybody. Well, I think ultimately at the end of the day, this was just to try to shed more light on what was going on. I mean, he he also alleged and probably true. You know, he went into an interview, and I don't can't. I was I I was going to try to remember the team went into an interview, and uh, Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, and the guys were still half in the bag from the night before. Not John taking... Elway denies that, but yeah, it's a, the he said, she said. And it, the only thing that's not deniable is that John Elway was 20-some minutes late for the interview. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. It's just strange that. I, I think he'll get I don't think he, you know, the one thing that I've seen over and over again is, oh, you know, is Brian Flores the next Colin Kaepernick? I think Brian Flores will coach again. I, I It would be yeah. ludicrous for him not to. Yeah. I mean... Or for somebody not to pick him up. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like the guy can coach. Right. So, and that's... the. It's just strange that... And here's the thing, which... The rule is cosmetic at best. The Rooney rule is yeah, cosmetic yeah. at yep. best. Because... But I don't think it's just the NFL. Oh, I mean, no. you're... You're the only... The CEO of Dave's Widgets. Yeah. And you're doing an interview. You know, Tuesday you have John Doe scheduled for 1 o'clock. 
Jane Doe at 3 o'clock, X at 4 o'clock, Y at 5 o'clock, and Z at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, Jane Doe comes in, wows you. She's fucking the best, has the best credentials. You know, you know she is the best. And you, so you leave that interview, and it's like, all right, Jane's going to be the next... Uh, Right. Uh, operations control for Dave's widgets. Sure. So, uh, really, what are you interviewing those next four people for? Possibly in hopes that somebody blows the doors off Jane, but right. human nature is like, you know, you whatever the, the liking is, yeah. you know, you know, your your mindset is like, you know, hey, this 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 person has all the qualities. This is who I'm going with. I think that's at any job USA, any position USA. It's like you, you're human. You, you you have. That's why they always say it's better to interview in the morning where everybody's fresh, right? You know, instead of late in the day where everybody's like, oh, geez, I sat through fucking twenty two of these fucking interviews. Like, yeah, and then I'm not even fucking listening to you. You may be my best candidate, but I've sat through fucking ten people that are total gigantic losers, and you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hiring the first person. I don't even care. And now you know, you, yeah. you may be my best candidate, but my mind frame is out of whack. So to put that rule in is just cosmetic. It's just like. Right, I mean, but it, it, it gets people... That, there's been both sides of the fence on that. I mean, I've read a little bit. No, I've, I've read actually read and listened to quite a bit. It's cosmetic to the extent that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't... It's not working. Oh, definitely not. Because, but but it, it gives people the opportunity to get in front of people in order to wow them or to... Right. The, the other part of it is... Uh, there is whether it's you know and this is splitting hairs whether it's intentional or unintentional racism you know when you don't have how many black owners are there zero I think I think yeah I don't think there's any and I think there how many how many black GMs are there the Bears have one one two Washington Washington I don't think Washington they, they might I don't know I think at one point but in any event um you know, call it the good old boys club, if you will. You call it whatever whatever label you want to slap on it. You know, um, my buddy, my friend, the group that I hang out with or run with or this experience I've had with because, do you know what I mean? It's like I'm, I'm liable to go in that direction. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, whether that's intentional racism or it's unintended, it's, you know... That's where that's the direction I'm going in, and I'm not going to consider any of these others. Um, and the case in point that they keep bringing up is the Chiefs' uh, offensive coordinator. Typically, offensive coordinator Eric is, huh? Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. yeah. Typically, the offensive coordinator position is the stepping stone, is the last stone, you know, to be able to get those head coaching job. You know, if you can prove yourself in that category, defensive coordinator as well, but. You know, if you spend enough time in the league, apparently from what I've read, because I'm not, I haven't been in the NFL, but, you know, that, but this guy, and I mean, look at the Chiefs the last four years. Right, they almost got so, to three Super Bowls in a row, right. so how does and, this guy And actually, other than, other than the fact that he uh, cum guzzled his own nuts against the Bengals and pissed that fucking game away. To, when can't you put use that as a strike again? Like, well, you really should be in the Super Bowl and you pissed your you pissed that game down your leg. A game. 
Correct. You you, you can say a game, game, but it's a fucking big game. It's not week two right. in a you know right. a, in, in a monsoon in Miami right. that the players weren't up for. This is the AFC Championship game yeah. when you had a twenty-one to three lead. Should have been worst case scenario twenty-four to three with the ball in the second half. Best case scenario twenty-eight to three ball in the second half. Game over. Going to the Super Bowl. Right. And somehow your all-star greatest quarterback of all time doesn't know how much time's left on the clock, throws a short pass to Tyreek Hill, gets tackled inbounds. Now you don't get the three, you don't get the seven, and then you continue to let piss run down your leg on that final drive of the game. I mean, there's you're saying it's just one game. Fair enough. Yeah. But that's a pretty big fuck up. And that would be just like you, you know, just like me. I'm in charge of. Uh, was he I'm in those plays at that time, or was? Uh... Well, he's the offense coordinator. He's got to take some responsibility. I don't, I don't know who calls the plays, Reed or Bianami, because if Reed's calling the plays, then what is he doing? He's right. a nobody. Then he's a figurehead, nobody. Yeah. If your head coach is if your head coach is calling the game, if your head coach is calling the game, then you're useless to me. I don't care the color of your skin. If the head coach is calling your offensive plays, then I don't need an offense coordinator. No, no, that's not the point. You're, 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 you're taking my point and going to an extreme. I'm saying. I thought I heard, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, that Reed took over so, at some point in the fourth quarter, or at in the oh, somewhere, that, and just took over some of those play calls, or or uh, tr- you know said hey, or you know trumped them, or whatever whatever a head coach says. Well, that I don't know, but still, it's a huge game to lose. Yeah. And I'm looking at the big picture, and you know they've been competitive. They've gotten to the division finals three, four years in a row, as he, with him as offensive coordinator. So, yeah, true that whoever was calling the plays or whatever was happening, that was a huge fuck up, and um, you know should not have happened. Um, but the bigger overall picture, you know, for my franchise, for my football team that I own, um, I want a chance. I want a shot every year. Right to be there, and so you know who are my guys? Who's the guy that's going to get that done? Right, and I think you. I think you make that decision. I don't. Based, I and that's that's where it's a hard sell to to make somebody interview somebody because I want if the Bears win the Super Bowl next year, yeah, with. Uh, Mad effervescent, or, 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 <laughs> right? Exactly. Or, or exactly. It's like you know what? Hey, he's my guy. Right. Yeah. And you know, made a good call. Made a good call. If they hired, if they, if they fucking have um, Tom Hanks's dog in that Apple series that Tom Hanks has. Oh yeah. What's that? I can't remember. Uh, uh snitch or stitch or whatever it's yeah, called. Whatever you know, it was. If the dog is the head coach, that animated or electronic caricature dog in the Apple series that Tom Hanks is in. Yeah. If he's the Bears head coach and the Bears win the Super Bowl, that fucking thing, that coach, that dog is the greatest thing in Chicago history. I want to win. Right. And I want, I don't, I don't care male, female, right. Hispanic, African American, white, Asian. I want to win a Super Bowl. I don't give a fuck who the coach is. Right. So, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, there's no, and that's going to be, you know, affirmative action is up for debate again, uh, probably go to the Supreme Court again, um, and that will be debated, and that's not something for me to debate or to you for you to debate, mm. that's for, I mean, you can have your opinion, 
Uh, but, you know, who knows, right or wrong. And I think there's, I mean, there's, you know, minority populations that are against it. And there's some that are for it. And, you know, it just, uh, who the hell knows. But, um, but for, you know, and, and the other thing that got, that got compared to it was the NBA. You know, the NBA uh, African-American coaching percentage got, has been up to 48 or close to 50% at some points. Um, and the articles I read credited David Stern and, you know, the NBA in general for being, you know, really aggressive. It's kind of the NBA is a little different animal than the NFL as well. Um, but, you know, credited those people for really, you know, making that happen and, and creating that culture where that is something that, you know, that, that should be done. So, you know, why it's so much different in the NFL or the NFL hasn't caught up to, um, you know, getting a higher percentage of African-American coaches, I don't know. So that that's going to come out, I think, I, and I think that's what this lawsuit is going to do is just try to get the conversation going again and, and see why not. Because isn't it 70% of the NFL is African-American? Yes. Yeah. So... That, you know, definitely there should be more than one. Tomlin, I think Tomlin is the only one currently. And then there's Rivera, who's Latino, and um, uh, the coach of the New York Jets is of Lebanese descent. Oh. Salah, yeah. Salam. Yeah. Uh, Salah. Salah. Robert Salah. Robert Salah. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see where we'll see where that goes. It, it's gonna, like I said, what, have you heard any like when are they gonna decide on no. whether that can be tried or no, I have or or, or, or brought the as one a person class that action should, and he won't because he's considered the be all end all my arch nemesis. Bill Belichick should be held accountable to some degree. Yeah. Some people said he be, did it on purpose. Maybe he did do it on purpose, <laughs> but then he should and then yeah. run his ass out. You know. He's got Spygate. He's got Deflategate. You know, so all this, all these, you know, which goes back to our Hall of Fame topic from last year. And, I, hey, I pumped Tom Brady's tires enough. Everybody knows where I stood and where I stand now. But let's not forget, there were, there were I mean, he was fucking suspended four games for Deflategate. Yep. The Patriots and Tom Brady were part of Spygate, where they were spying on, you know. So this pristine holier than now the greatest of all time um mentality of these guys but nobody but yeah everybody's like oh roger clemens may or may not have used steroids steroids so he's not in the hall of fame anymore but hey tom brady and bill belichick they're the fucking greatest of all time enough said you know right and that's what like at the fishman eight always says he says you know, if it, if it would have been a black man that does half the things Tom Brady did, they would have been they would demand, you know, he'd be tested immediately. Tom Brady does something outworldly, and nobody says boo about it. And I'm still sticking to my prediction that I gave last week that Brady, Gronk, and Belichick will try to win one more, not this the next season, but the following season. I'm still sticking to that prediction. But it's like, so I mean, everybody's likes to throw shade at everybody and it's just I want Brian Flores to get a job and I think he'd be a good coach so he'll get yeah, a job yeah agreed yeah and yeah he will so 
Uh, that's all I've got for sports. That's all I've really paid attention to. And the one last thing before we rate, what are we rating here again? Birch Bark Birch Bark Porter. God, yet another. Hey, I hate to keep mentioning that Fishman Eight, but him and I have a lot great tradition. It would be the first ever Guardians home opener. We missed one. Well, we didn't miss it because of COVID. They didn't have one. So. Right. And now, labor fucking strife. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. When is the fucking season going to start? Tickets for the home, the Guardians home opener go on sale February 11th. And I, I'm on vacation for Rome February 20th. I'm going to put in for a couple days so at the Fishman 8 and I can extend our tradition. These fucking guys got to get it together because... I, I don't give a fuck. You know, I know labor is labor and nobody cares. But really nobody, the NFL is the only sport that can hold everybody hostage. Be, and the ratings speak for themselves. I mean, right? the NFL is king. Baseball has got to get shit or get off the pot. And fucking, everybody's making money. And the ratings, the ratings for the last, there a couple of the games in the last World Series were, were terrible. Right. That's right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like, you know, get it together. Fish that the Fishman Eight and I have a fucking home opener in Cleveland, the first ever Guardians home opener. So we gotta make that happen. So get your shit together and let's get this done. So all right, you go first, Dave. Birch Bark Porter. Six point one twenty seven IBUs from Kickstand Brewing Company in Commerce, Michigan, which you said is just north of Detroit. Just north of Detroit. Right in there, uh, White Lake Township, Commerce Township, a um, little so north of... from the North Studio, we're closer to Commerce than we are Detroit. Yes. All right. Yep. Um, I'm going to go 3.25. Uh, it is, it's a good porter. There's a, there's a little bit of flavor to it, but nothing that's knocking my socks off. There's nothing about it where I can say, oh, ugh, ugh, you know, and, and take it down into the twos or the ones. Oh yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, so no. uh, I'm sticking with my two point or three point two five. I'm going to come slightly higher than you. That's what she said, and I will go three point four one because I thought it was very good, and I probably would have been closer to four if the back. I mean, right on the back of the can. Yeah. This porter is rich with notes of fresh roasted coffee and decadent chocolate. I right. got the decadent chocolate. Yep. I missed, my palate missed the fresh roasted coffee. So, therefore, I'm a little disappointed. It didn't live up to its billing, but I did like it better than the uh, only goes to show. So, I went 3.41. All right, 3.4 thousand check-ins. Yeah, we're, we're a little closer, but yet again, we're below our untapped crowd. 3.7. Seven. Yeah, we're just getting stingy. Yeah, it might we're, be. You we, know, we've got a we've got three hundred and thirty six beers, give or take. Yeah, you know? yeah. Maybe we come up. Maybe with not beer. stingy. Stingy is not the word. We're we're. Uh... St- I think stingy is a good word. Okay. We're, yeah, we're stingy with the rating. As Kyle uh, Kyle Logano wins the first clash at the Coliseum, and I'm really interested to see. And I'll let the listeners know in segment three. There a lot of the big names were in this race, but there was only twenty three cars. I know there's two races. There was always 
the, the Bush class, there's, there's always two races for Daytona. But Harvick was in this. Larson was in this. Logano was in this. So who's racing in those? Uh, are, are you and I scheduled to race in the second race and we're, we're not there? I mean, come on. I missed that memo. Me too, because we're never we'll never make it <laughs> at this point. And I don't even think I even on a quarter mile track I, at the lower speeds. Yeah. With the beer I drank, that I don't think I should be driving. That would make it more fun. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I, I'll sober up on the flight, Wes. Yeah. I'm good. True. Well, believe it or not, Dave, already the third segment. Woohoo! Hazy Depths Double IPA. Can't believe I just did that. What's that, Dave? I don't know. Yeah, I just the, did the, the woohoo. Hey, I don't know what what the hell is that it, all about. You know, it, it warranted. You know, third segment, always always a fan favorite. Um, as I was saying, Hazy Depths Double IPA from our fine friends at Austin Brothers Beer Company. Love those guys. Yes, eight point six high of the night, fifty IBUs high of the night, and um, it's. They've got, if you go on to their uh, uh, Friends of Thunder Bay National Marine Sanctuary. So, periodically, this beer is going to be released with different shipwrecks on the can. Oh, okay. Because they are uh, the Thunder Bay National Marine Sanctuary. Right. Is all the shipwrecks of, like, in the Great Lakes region. So... Um, it, on the can, it doesn't say what we're looking at here, but uh, I'm not trying to be a uh, negative, Ned. Yeah, but Thunder Bay is, you know, up there by Canada. Okay. Why is there a whale tail coming out of the as part of the logo? Yeah, that I don't know. Yeah, you, we'll have to reach <laughs> out to our friends at Thunder Bay. Um, off the shores of Alpena, Michigan, lie the remains of hundreds of shipwrecks. Protected by NOAAS, Thunder Bay National Marine Sanctuary, TBNMS. The can that you're holding depicts one of these historic treasures. The two-masted schooner Lucinda von Valkenberg, which sunk in May 1887 when it was struck by the steamer Lee by Thunder Bay Island. Preserved by Lake Huron's freshwater, this wreck sits in 60 feet of water and is still very intact. TBNMS encourages exploration of these extraordinary sites, and many are in depth shallow enough for snorkelers, paddlers, and even a glass-bottom boat. Learn how you can get into the sanctuary at thunderbay.noaa.com. And there's also a QR code there that I'm sure if you scanned it, it would be good anymore. So, um, so hey. So, yeah, right hey, on. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yes. <clears throat> on a couple of our trips yeah. up there, you can you can see some of the shipwrecks and uh, some of the islands that you go to. And if you look back through the pods and listen to our interview with Blake, he mentioned that the, the stuff on the can is significant. For one reason or another, or, or maybe even just for them as brewers. Right. So, but yeah, so there's a, that's actually a picture of a ship that sunk. That's pretty cool. Very cool. So anyway, without further ado, let's, let's hopefully it tastes as cool as the can. And I'm actually, 
I would have went a double uh, Austin Brothers glass, but I only have one Austin Brothers glass, so I, I got it. We got to fix that. And you've got the uh, upside down bottle in a glass. That's kind of cool, too. Very cool. I, lo I like it a lot. So. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, very New Englandy. Hazy New England. Yes. Oh. Boy, I, as I pointed out when the pod started, what a stretch of the taste. Oh, yeah. A ghost to a porter to a double IPA. And I'll be waking up at three thirty in the morning again. No, I don't think so. I think this. this I think <laughs> no, this is, you don't I, think so. I, I think this is the perfect match. <laughs> okay. In an excellent finish to episode one twelve. Oh, before we get any further, I must be hiring a kite because, there, well, of course, there, there wasn't. It, it's never been called the Clash at the Coliseum because it's the first time they've ever been at the Coliseum. Traditionally, they're called the Twin One Twenty Fives, which to pick, you know, what set the order for the Daytona 500, and in the last segment, I said, well, I think there's another race. Right. There wasn't. Kyle Logano won it, that fucking stadium, the L.A. Coliseum cleared out faster than uh, your, your bowels at 3 o'clock this morning. Right. And, I know, that, and That would be hard uh, to do. Race over, see you, good night, thank you very much for coming, and adios amigos, but... So, I don't know where the other 20, I, I don't know if the other 20 guys just start... 24, 25 through 43, or Maybe. what's what's going on? But it was only a one-race deal. Oh, where have you gone, twin 125s? Um, yeah, they'll be back after the, you know, COVID and whatever. I mean, they didn't seem to care about COVID there. No. But, um, yeah, so, hey, after 108, 109, at least four weeks of pure lights football and anything else bliss you know hey at you knew sooner or later it was going to happen dave all right hey so what do you got mike First of all, do you have any? Because I've got a trio of fuck Oh, uh, I've got my lighthearted one, I guess, to myself or to... All right, well, let me get it started. All right. Because I, I, you know, if you've only got one, I'll get a couple, swing it to you, and then I'll finish with mine. Um, first of all, you know, hey, as the listeners know, our trip to Horrocks was fabulous. You, Shelly, Liz, I had a great time. But I, I got to give a fuck you. Because and Les always rags on me. I don't carry my wallet with me. I keep it in the center console. So I guess anybody out there listening who wants to break <laughs> in and steal a wallet, you know where I keep my wallet. Uh, but you know, I hobble in. I'm rocking the cane. I think if you were rocking the cane, by the way. Yes. Excuse me. I, I mean, I think if my life depended on it, I could probably go without it. But physical therapist said you don't have the full range of motion. It's just good for a little extra support. So, hey, doctor's orders, I'm following them. Anyway, we park at the one side of Horrocks. I hobble all the way to the beer section and get up the line. And I said, yeah, give me the uh, double lava chocolate that we talked about in segment right. one. Uh, can I see your ID? 
<laughs> Insert yeah. eye roll. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Because that's 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 my end game. And, and first first of all, let me let me clarify. People doing their job. You know, you got to give a thumbs up. Actually, the law is if you look thirty or younger, you will be carded. Well, if I look thirty or younger, then I also look like I could play Peter North in the Peter North story. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, because you know that's my end game. You know, yeah. I'm 19 years old. <laughs> I rock the cane. I kind of hobble up to the bar and I try to buy an overpriced, undersized beer because I'm that desperate for alcohol. <laughs> but you know, I turn around, hobble back. Nothing gets you to use your cane less than being pissed off because I was barely using the cane as I nearly sprinted out of there to go get my wallet in the car and then come all the way back to get my beer. Now. It, I'm not going to give it a full-fledged fuck you to him because later on he was very helpful in helping us find a Big Orange Cat selection that we will be enjoying on episode 113, Super Bowl weekend, from the South Studio. And he was very pleasant. And he was, in fact, just doing his job. But come on. I'm 54. I'm using a cane. <laughs> you got a cane. I was fucking 21 years old. There's no fucking... Nobody's getting in any trouble for serving me an overpriced, undersized Java cake. Yeah. Beer from whatever brewer it yeah. was that we had at. All right. Well, Stephen, uh, looks like last night you had uh, 43 sales <laughs> and you only scanned in 42... IDs. Um, you're fired. Exactly. You Because know, I'm sure if you would have said, hey, give me two Java mochas paid the $12, you would have only had to show one ID. Yeah, right. But anyway, so yeah. So that's my first fuck you. Since you said you had only one lighthearted one, I'm going to give you my second, and then I'm going to end with it. Second fuck you is Jordan Spieth. What Jordan do? He was one stroke down going in. I put a wager on him in FanDuel. Nothing major. It was like 15 to win 80. He was lights out, 15, 16 holes. Then he shit his pants and lost the tournament. Cost me money. So fuck you, Jordan Spieth. I wish you'd have went to Saudi Arabia with the rest of them. All right. All right. Uh, mine just goes back to last week. So I had the, uh, the four-part parlay. Um, Samuel scored a touchdown. Cup scored a touchdown right away too. Yeah, those like yeah, those bang, were, bang, yeah, right when them. when we were doing the pod, it was you know first two scores I think for each team, and then I had um, Stafford two hundred and seventy seven point five uh, for his passing yards. He did that. He he crushed that three hundred and something, and then I had the Rams given three and a half. And they won by three. Son of a bitch is one by three. And they picked off Garoppolo late. If they'd somehow been able to take that to the house, you'd right. you you'd have covered. Yeah, those are the frustrating And that's why they, you know, I wish I would live and learn. That's why they call the old parlays and the teasers sucker bets because it's hard enough to win one game. Yeah. Much like, I mean, because you, you had three of your four picks right. Yeah. But there was a fourth one that cost you money. Yeah. Cost me a whole $5. 
Super pissed. But you'd won more than five. Oh, 60. 60 is, right. Uh, yeah. All right. And my final fuck you goes to who's ever... And, hey, I, I respect the, uh, the very... Um, tenaciousness at which they scour the websites but it the, the the twitter account is the bad take well that aged well and i'll even give him a little pub here at age like milk 2022 and age like milk that yeah that's the twitter handle okay. age like milk 2022 all right. and all he put was a comment to my tweet it says tweet speaks for itself and the tweet that he was referring to was from me that i made on january 30th 2021 oh so over a year ago and what what i tweeted was what a horrible trade by at rams nfl what am i missing with stafford question mark question mark First, a couple years ago, or whenever, he was the highest-paid quarterback for like 11 seconds, and now he has dealt for endless, okay, not quite, first-rounders. Must be all the titles he has won with the hashtag Lions. And then I put a gif of uh, Michael Scott. Nope, don't like that, and Michael Scott just shaking his head. So, and then, so this, while that aged well, at like note 2022 puts tweet speaks for itself because basically what he is saying is, my tweet from January 30th of 2021 is way off because the Rams are in the Super Bowl. Right. Well, first of all, number one, if, if you could bet after the fact, there would be no Vegas. Or there would be no sports books because you would, you would shut them down and close them because it's easy to win after the fact. Right. Number yeah, two, great. if you're going to solely tell me that the Rams are in the fucking Super Bowl – solely because of Matt Stafford, well, then you're as dumb as the tweet that I made on January 30th of 2021 because it's Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald, uh, and Cooper yeah, Cup. Cooper. Now, Cooper Cup, Stafford's throwing him the ball. But let's not forget the Rams were in the Super Bowl and lost 13-3 to to the Patriots like two or three years ago with Jared Goff as the quarterback. Right. Yeah, right. So they gave up three first-rounders or two th- first-rounders or whatever to get Stafford when Goff actually got him into the Super Bowl. You know, two yeah, or three years right. ago, they lost 13-3. to Right. So, I mean, don't tell me it's all Matt Stafford that is the difference in the Rams because the fucking Rams were in the Super Bowl with Goff. Right. Yeah, I, I, I see your point. So Tell him, fuck you. Yeah, yeah fuck you at, like, Milk 2022. <laughs> and it's like, again, it's easy... And, you know, I actually responded, and he responded back. It was all kosher. Sure. But it's just like, you know, I mean, if you're going to just look back at everything, you know, how many tweets have I put out there with predictions, like, on my ice picks when I was 70%? That fucking guy's never, he didn't go back on those tweets and say, wow, this guy was at 70% on his ice picks. (laughs) This guy's amazing. Exactly. So it's like, hey, so yeah, so fuck you. What else we got? I I do have a couple of random questions from listeners. Oh, I have one prepared, but I can save it. All right, well, we'll see how much discussion we get. So the first one, I'm going to have to paraphrase it just a, you know, just a little bit from our loyal listener, 
one Jim Sonny Baird and I can't and I've already anyway so I'm going to scroll so I'm going to go back to the second one that I got well because I have it more readily available uh, from the aforementioned Nick Witzke who celebrated his birthday yesterday I believe it's 37 like I said um, his random question he sent to me at 6.30 today, so just before we started recording episode 112, he said, when is the YouTube channel coming? And, you know, so... And, <laughs> when, when is the YouTube channel coming? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I told him I'd put the... Pr I said, well, I'll put Dave on the spot. It's It's there. It's been there. It's... You mean the YouTube channel as far as like... For our, our pod is what he's talking about. When is oh, our YouTube channel Oh, I thought this was he's, like... I'm like, Nick, holy no. cow, you've been into the sauce for your birthday already, buddy. No, no. He meant oh. when is our YouTube channel coming. Come on, Dave. Well, yeah, you definitely put me on the spot. So um, I, I guess if I'm going to be put on the spot right now, not, it'll be 24 months. Holy shit. Yeah. All right, I'll probably start a solo because I, I that was one of my New Year's resolutions, and in two years that would put my 2022 New Year's resolution in the shitter. Although I haven't been going to church yet either, so that one's still in the shitter as we speak. So my <laughs> my 2022 year New Year's resolutions aren't. Um, that has to be negotiated between Mike and I and figure out how to do it so um, so I don't get myself fired. All right, so but so I'm working on it, Nick. And then, all right, here, I found the one from Jim Baird. All right, so Jim Baird was in a rental car because his car was getting fixed because he hit a deer while working a few work, weeks ago. He couldn't get the Bluetooth to sync up in order to get the volume to turn down yesterday. I actually had to turn the thing right off until I stopped and I could actually figure out what the hell was going on. So there's really not a question there, so I told him I was going to paraphrase that. So, like, right. when you get a new, in my case, like, I'm going to use uh, the Blazer that I'm leasing, or when you get a new television, let's say it's a new television, um, anything with a lot of tricks, gimmicks, gadgets, bells, and, what, and, whistles. bells and whistles, do you learn them on the fly and as they come up, or are you the type of guy that will sit down page one of the manual to page 266 of the manual and like, oh, okay, if I do this, this happens. If I do this, this happens. And I personally can say, like, there are things on the smart TV in the North Studio here above the fireplace that I have yet to even right. figure out through the remote control. And the blazer that I've been driving since mid to late December of 2021 on the way over to the cell studio before we left for Lansing... I just realized that I could actually click a different view. And the only reason I, it even dawned on me is because that one commercial where the dad sees the girl and the her boyfriend in the back seat oh, he, yeah. and the, 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 <laughs> the guy's trying to get a little stinky finger. And the dad makes it known that, you know, he can see the back seat. So right. you watch where that finger goes, buddy. You know, so. And I'm like, oh, I think I've got that on the blazer. Right. And then I just, oh, hey, oh, look at that view. Oh, hey, look at that. So yeah. I've had the you know, mid-December to mid-January, mid let's say, I've had it for two months, and I didn't even know I could change my camera view. So I'm a fly-by-the-night kind of guy where it's like, I'll right. 
I'll, I'll learn about it as I see fit, but I'm not going to sit down and figure everything out. Like, cause uh, again, with the blazer on the door, yeah, there's a number one and number two. I can get everything set up, hit one, save, hit two, save. And then every time you get in the car, if you hit one, everything will go back to the way I have it. So like, let's say, right. let's the say, seat we, yeah, the steering wheel so let's say, the, you yeah. know, I we get we go to a tiger game and I get really drunk and you have to drive the blazer home, and you're taller than me so you're gonna put the seat a little further back and then the next day when I get up all I have to do is hit one and the seat will go back to where I have it. Right. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. I know it has the capacity to do it, but I haven't found the need to do it. So. Right. So yeah. So I'm a in answer to Jim's question or actually more yeah. of a topic. I like say. I play around with it as it goes, and I'll learn it as I need it, but I don't go out of my way to figure every single bell and whistle out. For me, it depends. So if it's a really, if I were to have leased a car like yours, okay, we took it to Lansing, to Horrocks, yeah. right? Yeah, that thing's got more bells and whistles than Carter's got pills. I mean, nope. that thing is, it's stupid. So it, when I first got in, I just started pushing yeah. buttons and, you know, doing stuff, and, hey, what's this, yeah. what's this? Um, now if I'm really busy, if, so, if there's a lot going on in my life, then, you know, especially like with a car like that, I mean, I know that I just, I need the car to get back and forth to work pretty much. If I know that, uh, I get the car on a Wednesday and I know I don't have much going on that Saturday, I will probably get out the owner's manual and start going through all the stuff and learning how to do the majority of it, how much ever, whatever time I've got to do it. Um, if it's something like a TV and it, it has some cool bells and whistles, but it's not a ton, I'm probably going to just on the fly or if I hear something about it or somebody says something, they did something with their TV. I'm like, oh, I wonder if mine, you know, right. and I'll go Google it or I'll, I'll get out the owner's manual to look for that thing that, you know, a friend or coworker said they did with their TV. So... I guess it, it just all depends on the situation for me. If I have the time, I, I'll, I'll go through it and just kind of learn all the bells and whistles. And then eventually when I've done things like that, though, I just I don't use half of them. Right. You, I, yeah. So. So anyway, Jim, I hope we answered your question. So uh, there, there is one thing that I do have to sit down and figure out, though, because in the center console, all I have to do is put a phone there and it. Charges it. Wirelessly charges my phone, but it will not. It only does my phone for a second. I don't know if it's because of the the oh. protrusion of the Samsung yeah, camera that. that kicks off the... Sure. So, but like Liz, who has, whose phone's not even programmed into my devices, yeah. it charges her phone. Sure. And it charged my... Because iPhone's L flat. Not like and that. And it charged my LG. My LG phone is was flat, and it charged that. That that is weird. Yeah, because the camera is protruding. Yeah, so huh. that's the only because like that might keep the back from when I set it down. It gives me the green arrow that it's charging, and then within a minute it goes to a yellow, which means like hey, basically it's telling me hey, your phone's not charging anymore, dummy. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. If yeah. I could do all the reading in the world, and this phone's not going to be able to be charged remotely. Yeah, maybe not. But whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm sure those answers will change your world. We can only hope. So now, <laughs> yeah. are you going to save your random question for later? Or No, I can. You want me to give it to you? I mean, it's really random. 
Like it's extremely random. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why not? I, I've still got a little bit of my uh, my uh, yeah. hazy depth double IPA yet. So. Okay. So here it is. Yeah. Let's hear it. I was, uh, you know, in the South Studio. I was, you know, doing some of the reconstruction, et cetera, et cetera. And there was an entertainment center down there that had been there for a while that I had Frankensteined back together after the kids had broken it several times. I don't know if there's anybody that can relate. But uh, looking in there, my daughter was really big into the Survivor Series at one point. And for Christmas, she got all of the uh, DVDs for the different seasons of Survivor up to season, like, I don't know, 20. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. So you said Survivor Series. I'm thinking WWE, which is a pay-per-view. You actually mean the Survivor, the television show. The television show Survivor, the series. I thought it was odd. McKenna was a fan of the Survivor Series, but anyway, go ahead. (laughs) So Survivor. Right. Put them on an island or put them somewhere weird, and they got to survive no. for a certain amount of time. Hopefully, the random question doesn't have anything to do with that because I have never ever seen one episode of Survivor. You may have heard of what I'm going to ask. Okay, though. let's hear it. So, the very first season of Survivor, did you see it? No. Okay, you you didn't see I've any. Seen, of it? I've seen previews okay. during like commercials of football. Games. So, the winner of the first season, the first, yeah, the first season of Survivor, there was, was Richard Mike or something. Richard Hatch. Okay, and he was the naked guy, right? He was the naked guy. I remember that, but I never saw it. So you're going to be able to answer this. All right. All right. So Richard Hatch, when he decided to lose his clothes, what would you have done being on the island with him? Now, keep in mind, there was an ex, I don't know, I think he was an ex-Marine or ex-SEAL or something like that. His name was Rudy. I'll tell you how he reacted in a few minutes, but... So you're on this island, you've got to cohabitate with these people, and all of a sudden this 6'4 dude just decides, you know what, we're on a deserted island, I'm losing the clothes, tough what shit. Would I, I guess it would have How depend- would you have reacted, do you think? I guess I would have, def- it depends on what Mr. Hatch had to offer. I mean, if he's rocking three legs, I'm probably going to be jealous and probably run right off the island in tears. You know, okay. if, if he's, you know, if yeah. he's got an innie, I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck him. What is, what's that <laughs> asshole? I, I, I put him to shame. But, you know, if he's dropping a third leg, I mean, like, fuck you. Put some pants on. Okay. All right. So um, it all that, depends. Yeah. 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 His size depends on my reaction. Okay. Well, now I'm thinking, let's take it a step further. Now, on The Bachelor, that would really be the case. It's like, you know, if, he, if, if I'm on The Bachelor against Richard Hatch and he comes out with a third leg, then it's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> then there's going to be a fist fight. Okay, you're gonna tackle him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because you know, especially you know, if he's if he's dropping a third leg, it's like you motherfucker. Now you know she's gonna pick him. <laughs> Possibly, depending on you know. <laughs> sure. What if it's too scary? <laughs> yeah, that could be. That could work in my favor. I he, we're still fighting. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're on this desert island or this really super remote location. And Richard does this, and all of the other contestants, including the women, decide, well, hell, if he's going to do it, we're going to do it. Would you do it? Go full nudist colony. No. Okay. I'm I'm going with how, you know, if up until that point, you know, I've got a bandana, some Larry Bird shorts, and a wife beater, I'm going to still rock with it. Why do I got to conform to him? Because I'm going to well, let you're conforming I'm gonna, to everybody. I'm going to let point. I'm going to let them know that I'm running this fucking show. All right. I'm, I'm going to stick with my uh, my jorts, you know, my white beater, and, <laughs> and my headband, and your survivor headband, or or, or my spandex, and you know, yeah, 
my spaghetti tea. Okay. So I yeah, gotcha. so I'm not conforming. He's like, no, I'm right. I'm fucking running this island, and this right. is the way I'm dressing. If All you guys right. want to be naked, you fucking idiots, you're naked. Okay. I hope you get bit by a spider. Right. Which is one of the episodes of 1883 where this, you know, they 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 warned him. This girl goes running by a tree because she's got to go to the bathroom, and she crouches down, and a uh, rattlesnake bites her in the ass. Nice. Yeah. Not for her, though. She ended up dead. Oh, she died from it, eh? Oh, yeah. 1893, they probably didn't have the venom on. No, they didn't have it. Um, so, anyway, so you wouldn't. You'd, you'd, you'd take control, and you'd yeah, say, hey, I, I'm I would not let, conforming I, to I you. would let them know that I'm running this show. You, okay. If you guys, if you're going to be followers, I'm going to, I'm... Well, lead. I'll Jim Jones, you motherfuckers. So obviously, you haven't watched the show because that would probably be that move right there would probably get you kicked off the island. Oh, really? At the next, yeah, yeah. I've never. I've they, never. They get seen rid it. of the alpha males real quick. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I would be up because that would be my. I would let them know that no, I'm running this show. Yeah. If you're going to be followers, and you're going to be easy pickings for me. There you go. Is that still a show? I. Think so? Because we, I, I believe it. And the only reason I ask that is because we mentioned this last episode or two episodes ago, and this is season thirty-three of The Simpsons, episode eight. Even though it says from twenty twenty-one, so this isn't a new episode. But remember, we were talking Family Guy versus Simpsons. Yep. Yep. And yep. what one do you like better? And we, I think we both. Well, I know I liked Family Guy. I think you said you liked Family Guy better too. Correct. And we were trying to decide how long, how old. Simpson was, and the fucking thing is 33 years <laughs> right. old. I mean, it, it's. I mean, I'm about ready. I've got two years to retire, so I'm almost at 30 years. And I remember watching Simpsons in the college. Yeah. In my college. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, do the simple math 54 minus 33. You know, so I was 20. I just was able to drink when Simpsons came out. <laughs> crazy? So. But yeah, uh, they're going to have a new episode uh, come out, what is it, next week or the following week? Oh, Some, so, somewhere okay. in February. All right. Yeah. But yeah, so. Yep. All right. Rating this. All right. We're going to rate it. And as the listeners always know. What do they know? If, if, if I tell you what, if only Ghost to Show had more fucking food, I would have really liked that. But it, it was kind of mundane. I went 341 on the uh, Birch Bark Porter. And I, I enjoyed my hazy. Hazy yeah. Depths Double IPA, more than uh, the uh, Birch Bark Porter. So I am going to go 377 on a Double IPA from Austin Brothers Beer Company. All right. Well, you and I agree in the sense that it's the best beer of the night. So I had it at a 3.45. Fair enough. And, and hey, we, we got closer and closer to the untapped crowd as we went. And now... With 79 check-ins. Se- what? 79 check-ins. So I, apparently, it's a relatively new beer. Okay. Uh, those 79, it averages out to a 3.99. And I see I see this being, I, I can respect this being closer to a 4 than I can the uh, Only Goals to Show, which Untapped had a 3.83. I mean, 3.99 for Untapped, 3.77 for me. There's no harm, no foul there. So our favorite of the night, Hazy Depths Double IPA, Austin Brothers Beer Company. Love those guys. And one more drink here, David. And now, as I look down the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. 
And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.